Staff's dad. I was three years old when we moved to our new house. Although I was too young to remember, the story I've heard many times is that it took my mother less than an hour to introduce herself to neighbors, find someone whose child was the same age as me, and set up a playdate. And that's how I met Lindsay. She lived three houses away, and she was the first person I met in the new neighborhood. We quickly became best friends, and 33 years later, we're still best friends. Lindsay and I did everything together. We went to the same preschool. We obviously went to the same schools, living on the same block. We took gymnastics classes together. She was better than me. We played soccer together. I was better than her. When one of us excelled in a sport, the other became her world's biggest fan. I've never figured out if we got along so well, despite the huge differences in our families, or because of them. I was the youngest of five girls. Lindsay was an only child. My parents didn't get married until they were almost 30, and they didn't have me until they were both 42. Lindsay's parents got married right out of college and had her a year later. Lindsay's parents were much closer in age to my sisters than to my parents. I spent a lot of time at Lindsay's house growing up. As an only child, she was happy to have someone over to play with her. On the other hand, sometimes my house had a lot of drama. Although I loved all my sisters and was very close to the two nearest in age, to me, five girls meant there was always someone going through wild teen hormones and having normal teenage fights. Sorry, I mean loud discussions with sisters and parents. By the time I hit my teenage years, my parents were in their mid-fifties. Honestly, I'm not sure people in their mid-fifties should have to put up with teenage kids. In general, I was a good kid, but hormones are hormones. I don't know the name of it, but I'm sure there's an explicit hormone that forces you to think your parents are out to ruin your life. Not only was it good to get out of my house, but I also always loved being at Lindsay's house. Her parents, Beth and Barry, were so cool. They were young. They played with us. They took us on adventures. I spent so much time there, I sometimes thought they were more responsible for my upbringing than my parents. Of course, that wasn't the case, but sometimes I think I wanted to believe they were my parents. Don't get me wrong, I loved my parents. I'm just not sure they were still into the role of parent by the time I came along. Once we learned about where babies come from, Lindsay and I used to wonder if she was a mistake. We were pretty sure her parents always planned to have kids, but we weren't sure they planned on having her as early in their marriage as they did. And I don't mean to imply they treated her like a mistake. Quite to the contrary, they doted over her. They were loving, involved, wonderful parents. But don't go thinking Lindsay always got her way. Her parents were known as some of the strictest when it came to certain things. If there was a party in high school, her parents would call the hosting, kids' parents to make sure they were going to be home, and to figure out their attitude toward teen drinking. And Lindsay always had to be home by the legal curfew. Besides the fact that teens' driver's licenses aren't valid after curfew, her parents just thought midnight was late enough to get home. They occasionally made an exception for special nights, like homecoming or prom, but they always made sure they knew where Lindsay was going to be. Although Lindsay frequently complained about her parents' strictness, we both knew it was because they loved her. Frankly, 
It made me think even more of her parents, not less. And even though I thought both of her parents were great, once I got to high school, I had different thoughts about Barry. Yeah, I definitely had a crush on him. He was handsome, had a great smile, and just seemed like the perfect guy. Of course, I never let Lindsay know how I felt. I think she would have been grossed out. Sometimes, if I was going to Lindsay's, I'd change clothes to look better for Barry. I had a pretty nice body, and I wanted to show it off to him. And when I say, show it off, I don't mean I'd wear low, cut tops, and show a lot of skin. No, I was much more subtle than that. Sometimes I'd put on yoga pants, over a thong and a stretch top that made my small C-cup boobs look as good as possible, and I'd find reasons to give him a hug and press my boobs against him. But for all my efforts, Barry never acknowledged my attempts to get him excited. I never once saw his eyes drop below my neck to check me out. I was never sure if he never looked at any other women's bodies, or if he just didn't look at my body. Maybe he didn't look because I was, in his mind, a kid. Maybe he didn't look because he thought of me as a daughter. Maybe he didn't look because he didn't want to look like a pervert who was checking out his daughter's best friend. Whatever the reason, he never, ever looked at me that way. And it pissed me off. I don't even know what I hoped would happen. Did I just want him to tell me how hot I was? Did I think he was going to pull me against him to feel my boobs against his body? Did I think he was going to sweetly fondle my breasts? I guess, at a minimum, I thought I'd get him excited and maybe even see a bulge in his pants. Yeah, teenage girls can be really stupid. Besides being hot, Barry was incredibly sweet, and you could talk to him about anything. I clearly remember the day my boyfriend broke up with me. I was devastated. I went to Lindsay's house, and her dad opened the door. I was still crying and as soon as he saw me, he wrapped his arms around me. Cassie, what's wrong? Through my tears, I managed to cry. Brian broke up with me. He pulled me in the house, closed the door, and just held me for five minutes while I cried. He stroked my hair a few times, which somehow got me excited while I was still crying. When I calmed down a bit, he pushed my shoulders back so he could look at me. I don't know anything about what happened, but if someone is stupid enough to break up with you, He's not good enough for you, he said, as he softly smiled. I couldn't help but smile just a bit. Why are all guys assholes? I whimpered through my tears. I beg your pardon, young lady. I'd like to think you know at least one guy, perhaps named Barry, who is not an asshole, he said. I started laughing. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. You're right, he's not an asshole. Actually, He's a great guy. I wonder if he'd be my boyfriend. Now Barry laughed. Well, I know he already loves you, but I think he's involved with another girl right now. Okay, I guess I'll have to see if I can find one other guy who's not asshole until Barry is available. I laid my head back on his shoulder, and he continued hugging me. I pushed my body against him, just enjoying the comfort he was providing, and then I felt it. Barry was starting to get hard. Maybe. I accidentally rubbed against his dick. Maybe I pushed my boobs against him too hard. Maybe it was just the tender moment of him giving me comfort, but I definitely felt it. After just a couple of seconds, Barry pushed my shoulders back again as he stepped back. Feeling better? he asked. I suppose a little, I said. Thank you. Hey, 
You know I'm always here for you, Cassie. I know. Thanks. Then I started laughing. Um, I'm guessing Lindsay's not here, right? Or did she just not want to deal with me if I was crying? Barry laughed. No, she and Beth went shopping. They should be home soon if you want to wait. Yeah, if that's okay. I don't want to go home right now. We sat on the couch in the living room. He made the usual post-breakup comment about there being lots of other guys, and I'll find the right one, and any guy would love me. Blah, 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 blah. Truth was, at this moment, I was thinking about how great he was. And when I thought about him getting hard before, I knew who I'd be thinking about that night when I lay in bed alone. Twenty minutes later, Lindsay and Beth walked in from the garage. Oh, hi, Lindsay said, surprised to see me. What are you doing here? I was listening to your dad try to convince me that it wasn't the end of the world, that Brian broke up with me, I said fairly calmly. Oh no, Cassie, she said as she ran toward me and hugged me. When we got to her room, I told her what happened with Brian and how wonderful her dad was, trying to make me feel better. I decided not to tell her about him getting hard while we were hugging. We talked for a long time, and Beth invited me to stay for dinner. By the time I went home that night, I was feeling much better, but, as expected, when I got into bed and slipped my hand into my panties, I thought about Barry climbing into my bed and fucking me. I probably moaned a little louder than intended when I came, but it felt so good. I fell asleep immediately afterwards. By the time we graduated, I had given up on my fantasies of Barry being my first lover. Lindsay and I were both still virgins, as we started planning our first year at college. We were going to be roommates, and we spent the summer planning our room, picking out items, and just having a good time. One evening, I was at Lindsay's. We were in her bedroom with the door closed when there was a knock on the door. Come in, Lindsay said. Her dad opened the door and started to walk in. Oh, hi, Cassie. I didn't realize you were here. I'll talk to Lindsay later. What's up, Dad? Lindsay asked. Barry paused for a couple of seconds and then let out an audible sigh. I guess Cassie might as well hear this, too. I was going to give you some fatherly advice, but Cassie's almost my daughter, right? He said with a smile. Lindsay. And I both giggled. Barry came in and sat in Lindsay's desk chair. He looked at both of us for a minute without saying anything. What's wrong, Dad? Lindsay asked. Barry smiled. Wrong. No. Nothing's wrong. I guess I just can't believe my little girl. Both of my little girls are going to college. Oh, Gad! Lindsay said as she got off the bed and bent down to give him a hug. Then she sat down on the bed again. Okay, here goes, he said. You both are beautiful, young women. Guys are gonna hit on you like crazy. Lindsay and I looked at each other and giggled. I was not sure where Barry was going with this. I expect you to have fun at school. But always remember two things. First, guys lie. They're gonna say stuff just to get in your pants. I know I was surprised Barry said that, and I'm pretty sure Lindsay was too. But neither of us said anything. But when it comes to sex, you need to be in control. Don't do anything you don't want to do. And always, 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 always practice safe sex. The pill isn't 100 effective, and it's 0% effective in preventing stunts. It doesn't matter what the guy says. Always make him use a condom. I know my face was bright red by now. D-A-R-R-R-A-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R
A.D., Lindsay yelled. I'm not naive, Lindsay. I was young once. Have fun at school, but be safe. I love both of you. Then he got up and walked to the door. Dad? Lindsay called quietly from the bed. Barry turned to her. She got off the bed, walked up to him, and wrapped her arms around him. I love you, Dad, she said. I love you too, sweetheart. Although feeling a little awkward, I walked over to him and wrapped my arms around both of them. Thank you, Barry. And after a short pause, I continued. I love you too. He kissed each of us on the top of our heads. Okay, I'm done, he said. I'm going to miss both of you. And then he left. As soon as the door closed, Lindsay and I looked at each other and burst out laughing. I'm sorry, Cassie. I'm so embarrassed. For what? I asked. Your dad loves you and cares about you, and he doesn't have blinders on. I think it's really sweet. I thought about that conversation many times during my four years at college. Every time a guy tried to do something I didn't want, I thought about it. Every time a guy said, I don't need a condom, I'll pull out, or I don't need a condom, I'm safe, I thought about it. And I'm happy to say I got through college without getting pregnant and without getting in STI. After college, Lindsay and I got an apartment together in the city. We both had good jobs and were having a fun time. A year later, I met David at a party. After dating for almost a year, I moved in with him. Life was great. Two years later, we got married. At about the same time that I met David, Lindsay met Brandon. They eventually moved in together and they got married six months after us. I really liked Brandon and I was glad Lindsay found a good guy. We remained best friends, and regularly got together with some close friends we made at college. The guys weren't exactly best friends, but they got along fine when they were together. Three years later I got pregnant. Of course, Lindsay was the first person, besides David, that I told. She was so happy for me, she squeezed me so tight it almost hurt. Three months later, I was the one squeezing her when she told me she was pregnant, too. A year later, we both moved back to the town where we grew up. Our daughters would go to the same schools that we did. I laughed every time I thought about them, following in our footsteps. Would they become best friends? Would they go to college together? Life couldn't get any better. It was about two years later when Lindsay called me crying. She told me her mom had pancreatic cancer. I immediately started crying too. Her parents were such an important part of my life. I felt like my own mother was sick. I didn't even know what to say or do. I frequently joined Lindsay when she went to the hospital to visit her mom, both to support Lindsay and to see Beth. Six months later, at the age of 56, her mom was gone. Beth was great, and I was devastated by her death. But I hurt even more for my best friend and her dad. They were a really tight family, and it killed me to see the incredible pain they experienced. I spent a lot of time with Lindsay and Barry, over the following few weeks, trying to help them get through all the horrendous activities required for the funeral and burial, along with them dealing with the reality of Beth being gone. After six months, Lindsay was worried about her dad. He was still in such a sad frame of mind that he rarely left the house. As soon as Beth got sick, Barry sold his business so he could spend more time with her. Because of that, he didn't even have the requirement of work to get him out of the house. The only thing that seemed to bring him any joy was his granddaughter. Not long after Beth died, I had my own crisis. I found out David was cheating on me 
with two different women at work, and I kicked him out. I went into a pretty dark place myself, after the divorce was finalised, rarely leaving the house. Lindsay spent a lot of time trying to cheer me up during that period. She even had her dad call me a few times to help convince me to put the bad stuff behind me, and to concentrate on the good, mainly my daughter. Finally, Lindsay convinced me I was still young and I still had a life ahead. I started dating again, and I decided I deserved to have fun, and I had lots of fun, or, more explicitly, I had lots of sex. I slept with almost every guy I went out with, often never having a second date with them. Looking back, I'm not proud of it, but at the time, it was a lot of fun. After six months, Lindsay convinced me to look for a relationship, not just sex. So, I tried the crazy concept of going out with a guy, but not ending up in his bed. I started feeling pretty good about myself. Time has amazing healing power. Not long after I started feeling like my old self, Lindsay said her dad was doing much better, too. Of course, they both still missed Beth, but Barry started living a semi-normal life. He went out to lunch with Lindsay more often, and she actually encouraged him to start dating. He objected, of course, but Lindsay reminded him he was still young and had a lot of life to live. One Saturday morning, I was running some errands, with my daughter in her car seat behind me. We were singing songs as I drove to the coffee shop for my morning hit of caffeine. I pulled into the curbside parking spot and indicated my arrival in the app. While I was waiting for my coffee, I saw Barry sitting at one of the outdoor tables, having coffee with a good-looking woman. I opened my window and called out to him, but he didn't hear me. I got out of the car and called his name, but he still didn't hear me. So, I walked a few steps away from the car and tried one more time. The woman sitting with him pointed to me as she said something. He turned his head, finally saw me, and flashed me a huge smile. Cassie, he shouted as he walked over to me, and gave me a huge hug. What a pleasant surprise. Hi Barry, nice to see you. I can't walk away from the car. Sci-fi's in there. Barry walked over to the car, and looked in through the window. Hi sweetheart, he said to Sophie. She smiled and waved. Everything good with you guys, he asked. Yep, no complaints. Just running some errands this morning, okay? Good to see you, Cassie. We hugged again, and he walked back to the table, where the woman was sitting. Just then, they brought out my coffee, and I was on my way. As soon as I got a block away, I pulled to the curb so I could text Lindsay. Nee. Just saw your dad having coffee with a hot woman. Is he dating? Lindsay? Ha? Pretty blonde? Thin? Blue eyes? Me? I couldn't see her eyes... But yes, to others Lindsay, probably Sarah, good friend he met at work years ago, definitely not a date, me. Tile a few days later, I drove over to Barry's house before lunch. I rang the doorbell, and when he opened the door, he gave me a huge smile. Cassie, what's going on? I walked in and we gave each other a big hug, as we always did. I was wearing a backless halter top, and I liked feeling his hands on my bare back. Am I disturbing you? I asked. You're never disturbing me, Cassie. Come in. We walked into the living room. He sat on the couch, and I sat next to him, tucking one leg under me and sitting sideways. Do you remember, in high school, when Brian broke up with me, and I showed up here crying? Barry smiled just a bit. I sure do. You made me feel good that day. And do you remember, 
The summer before we went to college, when you gave me and Lindsay the talk, I said, using air quotes around the talk. Barry smiled again. Ah, yeah. Lindsay was appalled. I even said that to her, let alone to you, he said with a little laugh. I thought it was sweet, and I gotta tell you, I thought about that talk a lot in college, and I always took your advice. Barry smiled. He seemed a little embarrassed. So, can you give me some more advice? I asked. He looked confused. Well, you know, after my divorce, I went through a phase. I'm sure Lindsay told you about it. She told me I was slut. Barry smirked. Barry smirked. I'm not sure she used that word, but yes, she did say you had lots of fun. Yeah, sometimes it was fun. Sometimes it wasn't. But I always made guys use condoms. And when a guy was reluctant, I always thought about your speech. Barry smiled. Just a little. But after a while, I decided I was being a little slutty. So I quit sleeping with every guy I went out with and I got tested to make sure I hadn't picked up anything during that time period. I really haven't been feeling very good about myself, and now there's a guy I'm interested in, and I know he likes me, but I'm not sure if he wants to sleep with me. Barry looked a little uncomfortable, but didn't say anything, so I'm not sure what to do. Maybe he doesn't think I'm pretty, I said, trying to put on my sad face. Oh, Cassie, no guy would think you're not pretty. Calm, that's not possible. Maybe he doesn't like my body. Or my boobs. Maybe he just doesn't think I'm sexy. I noticed Barry's eyes look down at my chest for just a second before looking back at my eyes. Because of what was going on in my head, my nipples were hard and were clearly visible through the thin material of my halter top. Barry seemed to struggle with what to say. Cassie, he started, but then paused. I... I'm not sure what to say. Any guy would think you've got a great body. Really, you think my boobs are okay? I asked, cupping the bottom of one of my breasts. He looked at my chest again, and I could see his pants starts to bulge. You're a very attractive woman, Cassie. I don't think you need to worry about the guy not being interested. I put one hand on Barry's bare thigh beneath the bottom of his shorts. Although I didn't plan it, the tips of my fingers accidentally moved under the pant leg. Would you be interested, Barry? Again, Barry looked at my breasts before moving his eyes back to mine. The bulge in his pants was bigger, and I thought he was breathing a little more deeply. You mean if I was twenty years younger and not your best friend's father? Like I said, Cassie, any guy would find you very attractive. I was really questioning myself right now, but I decided to go for it. I slid my hand up the outside of his shorts and directly onto his hard dick as I said, But what if you were twenty years older than me and you were my best friend's father? Would you be interested, Barry? The minute my hand reached his dick, Barry groaned. But you said you liked my body. Have a better look, I said, as I untied the bow behind my neck and pulled my halter top down, exposing my breasts. My tits aren't quite as firm as when I was in high school, but they don't sag much. I have dark red areolas and slightly longer than average nipples, and they were as hard and long as ever right now. Now Barry was staring directly at my chest without looking away. Oh God, Cassie, you're really making this hard. Yes, it's very hard, I said with a chuckle as I squeezed his dick. 
Cassie, he said with a deep breath. Barry, I want you so much, I said. I grabbed his hand and placed it on my breast. Oh, God, Cassie, he said again as he instinctively squeezed. I groaned. I'm not sure what sold the deal. But suddenly, Barry stopped protesting as he leaned toward me and took my breast into his mouth. I grabbed his head as I smiled before letting out a soft whine. When he flicked his tongue over my nipple, I cried out and shuddered. After a minute of this, Barry pulled his head away, looked at me, and smiled. But then it seemed like a light bulb went off. Cassie, I don't have condoms. You don't need one, Barry. I'm sure you're clean, and I've been tested. No, Cassie, no. Not without a condom. I smiled as I had a flashback to his talk with Lindsay and me. I'm not used to the guy demanding we use a condom. It's okay, Barry. I've got some. A relieved look came over his face as he stood and pulled me up from the couch. He put one hand back on my breast and gently caressed it. He pushed his head forward just a little bit, but then stopped. I could tell he wasn't sure if it was appropriate to kiss me. It might sound silly, since it was obvious we were about to have sex, but kissing might have seemed even more taboo. Maybe he was thinking about Julia Roberts in the movie Pretty Woman, where Roberts is a prostitute. Her friend told her to never kiss a client on the lips. It's too personal. To help put his mind at ease, I put my hand behind his head and pulled his lips against mine. Our mouths immediately opened for a very passionate kiss. He squeezed my breast even harder and pinched my nipple. I was incredibly turned on and could feel my panties getting wet. After a minute, Barry held my hand as he led us to his bedroom. As soon as we got there, I pulled his t-shirt off. Then I unbuckled his belt and his shorts, lowered the zipper, and pushed them down. I rubbed my hand over his dick through his boxer, brief, and Barry groaned. I pulled the waistband of his underwear away from his body and slipped them over his dick and down to his thighs. When I stroked his dick, he moaned loudly. When I knelt and stuck his dick in my mouth, he cried out, Oh God, Cassie! I only swirled my tongue around his dick a couple of times, as I didn't want him to come yet. I pushed his shorts and underwear to his ankles, and he quickly kicked off his shoes, took off his shorts and underwear, and ripped off his socks. I stood up, pulled off my halter top, and threw it on top of Barry's clothes. Now it was Barry's turn to remove my shorts. He unbuckled and unzipped them while looking up at me. He got on his knees and pulled my shorts to the floor. He rubbed a finger over the wet spot on my panties, pushing his finger into my slit. Then he finally pulled down my panties. I have very dense black pubic hair, which I keep very short and shape into a wide triangle on my mound. My lips are totally bare. I know that some guys don't like any hair on a woman, but I don't care. I like the way mine looks. Apparently, Barry agreed with me. Jesus, Cassie, you are perfect. He rubbed two fingers through the hair on my mound, which partially tickled and partially sent shivers through my entire body. He wrapped his arms around and put one hand on each butt cheek as he leaned forward and placed a soft kiss on my mound. He squeezed my butt as he pushed his lips and nose hard against me. Just having his face down there was getting me more excited. As he slowly stood up, he dragged his middle finger up the inside of my leg, up my thigh, and then directly between my lips. 
I spread my legs as I softly cried out, but when he slipped his finger into my wet pussy, I moaned loudly. He stroked his finger in and out, knowing exactly how to touch me. I couldn't believe how quickly my entire body started boiling. My eyes were closed and I was involuntarily thrusting my pelvis forward every time Barry pushed his finger into me. It felt so wonderful. I would have been happy for this to go on for hours. But suddenly, Barry started stroking my clit. I don't know if he used his thumb or his other hand. I just know the intensity of the feeling and my excitement went up a giant notch. When Barry started concentrating on rubbing my G-spot, I hit my limit. Oh fuck! I cried out as I started coming. It was a giant explosion of pleasure when my orgasm started and it didn't diminish for more than 30 seconds. Barry kept rubbing me the exact same way until I finally finished and pushed his thumb off my clit. He wrapped his arms around me and I melted into him, too exhausted to even stand up straight. I was trying to capture my breath and some strength in my legs so I could stand. Having my naked body pressed against Barry's, with his arms wrapped around me, was the best post-orgasm feeling in the world. Part of me could have stayed there forever. It felt that good, but I was needy. I wanted more. After a few minutes, I pulled my head off his shoulder and looked up at him. That was just wonderful. But now I want you to make love to me, please. Barry smiled at me and kissed me on the forehead. You said you have condoms, he said. I nodded and grabbed my shorts off the floor. I took a condom out of the pocket and handed it to him. Then he led me over to the bed. Lie down, okay? I got on my back and Barry crawled up between my legs, pushing them open. He laid the condom on the bed as he held himself up with an arm on each side of my shoulders. He lowered his body so his dick was resting between my thighs and he brought his lips to mine. He started a very soft but very passionate kiss. I wanted him very badly, and I was already getting very wet. He slid down my body, just a bit, so he could put one of my nipples in his mouth. When he flicked his tongue over it, I let out a moan. He went back and forth from one nipple to the other, and it felt great. He lifted himself on his knees, so he could use his hands on my breasts, massaging them and pinching the nipples. I was constantly whining at how good it felt, but also getting anxious, because I wanted him inside me. Please, Barry, you're driving me crazy. I need you inside me, I managed to whisper while breathing heavily. Barry gave me a devious smile, which I wasn't quite sure how to interpret. Finally, he took his mouth away from my breast, so I was ready for him to fuck me. He kissed my ribs and then my stomach so I thought he was going to kneel so he could put on the condom, but instead he kissed my mound. What are you? I started asking, but then shouted, Oh shit! when he slid his tongue between my lips. When he took my clit in his mouth and started flicking his tongue over it, I screamed even louder. Fuck! I didn't really expect him to do this. I guess I thought someone his age wouldn't be into this. Hell, Half the guys I fucked during my slutty phase weren't into giving oral, and most of the others who did it weren't very good at it. Some seemed to be doing it because they thought they had to, and others seemed more willing, but didn't know what they were doing. But Barry definitely knew what he was doing. After driving me crazy with his tongue on my clit, he backed off, 
He licked each of my pussy, lipped and my pussy lips, and run his tongue up and down between them. When he slipped his tongue into my pussy, I let out another cry. He tongue, fucked me for a couple of minutes, reaching up with one hand at the same time to squeeze my tits and pinch my nipple. My entire body was on fire. He followed with a couple of quick licks up, and then he latched on my clit again. I was whimpering over and over as I pushed my pelvis into his face. I was really close. And then he pulled back again. God damn it, Barry, you're driving me crazy. Why did you stop? I shouted. When he chuckled, I knew he knew exactly what he was doing. Please, Barry, please. I can't take any more teasing. Make me come. Let me come. Once again, he licked from my pussy up between my lips and over my clit. I jerked when he went over my clit. He did this two more times before he again took my clit into his mouth and started flicking his tongue over it precisely as he did before. He already knew this was exactly what drove me crazy, and it took less than two minutes before he again had me right at the edge of the cliff. But this time, he didn't stop. My entire body was tingling. He started pinching my nipple hard, just as he slipped a finger into my pussy and rubbed my G-spot, and I detonated like a volcano eruption. I cried out loudly as I grabbed his head. My hips thrust up over and over as I grunted with every thrust. The most incredible feeling of pleasure consumed my entire body. My brain stopped thinking. It simply entered a state of ecstasy. The next 30 seconds were simply total bliss. As I started coming down, my senses returned. My clit was suddenly very sensitive, so I pushed Barry's head away from my body. Knowing I was returning to Earth, he removed his hand from my breast and his finger from my pussy. I immediately missed the physical contact. Hugh me, I managed to whisper through my exhaustion and still laboured breathing. He moved up next to me, slipped one arm under me and rolled me on top. I lay my head on his shoulder and he wrapped his arms around me, holding me tight against his body. It certainly wasn't as good as the orgasm I just had, but it felt wonderful. I know it's silly, but at that moment, I felt loved. I mean, I know Barry wasn't in love with me, but having him hug me and feeling my naked body against his felt like love. I didn't move a muscle for two or three minutes. Finally, I forced myself to open my eyes and lift my head. Holy fuck, Barry. Hard to believe that was the most articulate thing I could think of to say, after what was possibly the best orgasm of my entire life. Barry laughed. I take it you liked it, he said. I laughed too. Yeah, you could say that. That was unbelievable. You're very good at that, thanks, he said. I really enjoyed that too. I smiled. That's why he's so good at it, because he enjoys it. He's not just doing it because he thinks he has to. No, he wants to. I put my head back on his shoulder as I said, you mind if I just lie here for a few hours? Or days, Barry chuckled. Stay as long as you like. You feel good. He softly rubbed his hand up and down my back. Jesus, I thought. If he keeps this up, I'm really never leaving. After a few minutes, he moved his hands lower onto my butt cheeks and started squeezing them. After a minute or so, he moved his hands to the bottom of my cheeks and spread them apart and then pushed them together as he squeezed, causing my pussy lips to start tingling. 
He also moved my pelvis left and right just a little, and I could feel his dick getting hard and pressing back against me. He kept up this slow motion grind against his dick and indirect massaging of my pussy lips, and it felt fantastic. I was getting very wet and started breathing more quickly. He removed one hand from my ass, and then I heard a quick slurping sound. I didn't know what that was until I felt a wet finger sliding between my pussy lips. Mum I whined as I pushed down toward his finger. I was also now grinding against his very hard dick on my own. I don't know if other women are like this, but after I have an orgasm, especially after two, I get excited again very quickly, feeling his dick press against my mound and his finger between my lips was driving me crazy. I needed his dick inside me. I pushed myself up and got on my knees between Barry's legs. I stroked his dick a few times and loved watching the expression on his face. I reached next to him to grab the condom he had tossed on the bed earlier, opened it and rolled it onto him. I planted one foot on the bed to lift myself up, placed his dick right at my entrance and slowly lowered myself. As his head of his dick pushed up into my soaking pussy, it kept feeling better and better with every inch. I softly whined as it moved up, but when I finally bottomed out and was sitting on his thighs, I couldn't control myself. Oh, fuck, Barry. So good, so good. Barry put his hands on my thighs, holding me down. Don't move for a second, okay? He asked. I smiled and was happy to just enjoy the feeling of fullness. But after a short time, I was ready for more. I lifted myself up and slowly lowered all the way down and we both groaned. I swear Barry's dick was designed for my pussy. My eyes were shut tight as I started a slow, constant, up and down motion when I felt Barry's hands on both of my tits. He squeezed my entire breasts and then pinched my hard nipples with just the right amount of force to drive me crazy. My entire body was burning with pleasure. Barry and I were in a perfect rhythm. We had picked up the speed a little, but nothing frantic. I think we were both enjoying the intense feeling of ecstasy as we made love with someone we cared about. I know I was. As wonderful as this felt, after five or six minutes, I couldn't help but start going faster. The faster I went, the better it felt, the faster I went, the more I felt his dick rubbing against my sensitive walls. The faster I went, the louder I moaned every time my thighs slapped against him. The faster I went, the harder Barry thrust up into me. It only took a couple more minutes before I knew I was close. Suddenly, Barry pulled one hand off my breast. He rubbed his finger against my hairy mound for a couple of seconds before quickly rubbing his finger over my clit. I cried out when he first touched my clit, but kept pumping up and down until Barry groaned loudly and I felt his dick spasm within my pussy. With his second groan and his second spasm, I cried out myself as I exploded. I couldn't keep lifting myself, as all my strength was consumed by my orgasm, so I just thrust back and forth on Barry's dick. He continued rubbing my clit and pinching my nipple. Combine those with his dick still convulsing in my pussy, made for incredible sensory overload. It felt so good that it seemed like every inch of my body was having its own orgasm. I was whimpering with every jolt of pleasure, 
but I didn't even associate the sound as coming from me. I was tuned out to everything except the feeling of euphoria that consumed me. It seemed like this feeling went on forever. But, of course, it was really only 30 seconds or so. But, my God, what a wonderful 30 seconds. Exhausted, I lay down on Barry. As I shifted positions, I felt his dick pop out of me. I didn't even realize it, but Barry had been holding the base of the condom in anticipation of this event. Once his dick was out, he wrapped his arms around me as we both caught our breath. Like before, lying on top of Barry with our naked bodies pressed against each other was the best feeling in the world, not counting having an orgasm, or three, with him. During my wild period, when I was having all those one-night stands, I rarely cuddled after sex and generally left fairly quickly. I didn't have feelings for those guys. It was just sex. But with Barry, it was totally different. Besides the sex being a billion times better, I loved this guy. I know it wasn't love like we're going to date and get married, but love because I really cared about him. And, yeah, I definitely lusted after him. But I really cared for him, and lying together, with his arms wrapped around me, was absolutely an expression of love. After a few minutes, I lifted my head and looked at him. We both smiled, and I have no idea why, but I started laughing, really hard. And then Barry started laughing, really hard, he asked through his laughter. Finally, I calmed down enough to answer. I don't know. This was just such an unbelievable day. I mean, it's exactly what I was hoping for. Actually, it was way better than what I was hoping for. But I've thought about you for such a long time. I mean, even when we were teenagers, I tried to tease you by pressing my boobs against you. In a hug or wearing clothes that showed off my body. But you never even noticed. Of course I noticed, he said. I was shocked. Really, you never did anything to make me think you did. You never even looked at me. I didn't want to be a dirty old man, staring at his daughter's hot friend. I mean, you were in high school, for God's sake. Trust me, it wasn't always easy not to stare. I smiled at him. Well, my body's probably not quite as tight now as it was back then, I said in an unabashed request for a compliment. Your body is perfect, Cassie. I wouldn't want you to change a thing, Barry said. Thanks, I said as I lowered my head to give him a short but passionate kiss. I'm afraid I've got to get going. I need to pick up Sophie in a little while. I crawled off of Barry and started getting dressed. The condom was still loosely wrapped around his flaccid dick. Barry grabbed it, tied it, and tossed it in a trash can. He pulled on some shorts and waited for me to finish getting dressed. Then he walked me to the front door. I turned to him and gave him a tight hug, followed by a short kiss. Finally, I broke away and opened the front door. I stopped and looked back at him. You know, I don't do one. Nightstands anymore, I said. Barry looked very confused. Ooh, okay, he said, obviously missing the point. I smiled at him. That means I'm expecting to do this again. I saw a huge smile cross his face just as I closed the door.